Voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And this week in the news, there's just been so much going on. I want to touch on all of it. Call me on any of it. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. And next week, we already know what the big story is going to be, the Republican National Convention. So I'll be talking about that on my show Saturday. But during the week, Jamie Dupree, Herman Cain, and Sean Hannity will be in Cleveland at the Quicken Loans Arena. They'll be there all week. They'll give us all the coverage. Jamie Dupree will give us 24-7 coverage on WSB.com, on Facebook, on WSBRadio.com. And on Facebook, and then we'll have recaps and analysis every morning on Atlanta's Morning News from 4.30 to 9. So be sure to tune into that. I think it's going to be interesting and exciting no matter what happens. But we were getting kind of serious before the break in that uh, this the terrorism, the problems that we're having, the, some of the topics that we've touched on today are the Syrian refugees, are they just kind of waiting in the wings, are the visas kind of all buttoned up and just uh, an influx will begin, are, uh, are soft targets too soft, uh, are, is democracy the problem? That was in the journal this week, a quote from uh, some uh, John Jay College professor the uh, it all seems to be leading to two big things one is we we're being told by having lone wolves that you can't predict by having soft targets that were defenseless there are two conclusions that we are repeatedly being told to draw here one is that the only solution to international terrorism is that Basically, the United States should take over every country in the Middle East. I mean, that is really the feeling that I'm getting, because what they're telling us is that we need to blow up countries like Libya, Syria, and Iraq, where we took out or are in the process of taking out secular Arab leaders. And it's ironic, because in the journal this week, it said, here's a quote from the journal this week, Islamic State has exploited weak or non-existent governments in Syria, Iraq, and Libya to fortify, recruit, and plan attacks. In Syria, Iraq, and Libya, they have taken advantage of this. These are vacuums that we, with our policies of intervening in foreign countries, none of those countries attacked us on 9-11. The the closest country we can really point to as having provided the human beings and the money, not necessarily the government, but the but the attackers on 9-11 were Saudi. So why did we go into Iraq, to Libya, to Syria? It doesn't make sense. But they're doing it. And, uh, and what they're saying is that, these, that the radical is- Islam that is spreading, or the terrorism that is spreading as a result of our actions there, can only be answered by an increase in war. So I think that Ash Carter, John Kerry, Obama are that the reason things are escalating right now is that they're teeing up a few things for Hillary. They are getting ready for a massive escalation of conflict in, in those three countries, Libya, Syria, and Iraq. 
I think they'll probably get their authorization to use force. I think that the door will be open for her to have a war unlimited in space and time. And that's what I think that they're working on there. They're even putting troops in Poland uh, and uh, uh, escalating that situation, perhaps, in Ukraine. But they're giving us what will surely be a a crony's paradise. They will surely serve the military-industrial complex with big wars over there. The energy, uh, the three big ones in in the military-industrial complex, in my opinion, are defense, energy, and finance. So they spend the money, they get the debt, they just pump it up. But there's another element to this that is also very serious and closer to home. By emphasizing civil unrest, Black Lives Matters, Matter, uh, the terrorism around the world, they're emphasizing physical insecurity. And we talked about this last week. I actually added a glossary entry. I coined a phrase, the fear spectrum. I had a call last week. I forget the guy's name, maybe Michael, who said, who pointed out that, or Matthew, that uh, Otto von Bismarck, in order to get people to unify in Germany, which was more of a confederation, he started a bunch of little wars. So they felt fiscally, uh, physically, physically in danger. And I had known separately about Bismarck that he jacked up the taxes because people were getting fiscally independent from the Industrial Revolution. And in order to stay loyal to the Kaiser, he needed to take their money and then give it back to them for unemployment benefits or Social Security or whatever. He exploited their fiscal insecurity as well. But but it seems to me that fiscal insecurity, like the need of a safety net, is the hot button for voters on the left. If you were going to identify an emotion, it would be that they have this fear of not having a safety net. But on the right, if you're going to identify an emotion, I'm not saying that they're emotional. I'm just saying there are emotions involved. The fear that is best uh, used to exploit the right is physical, physical insecurity. And that's what I think is why the media and the government are pumping up civil unrest, the risk of terrorism because of this. They can exploit the fear of the people on the right with that. And and what they will do with that fear is get the right to lose its support, to, to loosen its grip on the Bill of Rights. So the people on the right are usually staunch defenders of individual rights in limiting the government. The Bill of Rights is about limiting the government. So on the left which believe the ideology is unapologetic at believing in the power and the promise of the state. But the right is worried about the state and doesn't like it and wants to hamstring the state, tie the hands of the state through the bill of rights. So if you really want to get rid of the bill of rights, you have to get the right to demand it, the, the spectrum on the right. And you can look through each of the bill of rights and think about that. And, and I, I noticed a few examples from this week. I think Newt Gingrich is a very savvy political operator. And he said some really uh, controversial, if not offensive, things about, I think the quote was, uh, we should frankly test every person here who is of a Muslim background. And if they believe in Sharia, they should be deported. 
So everybody debates, oh, that's crazy. And then some people are like, well, you have to be practical, whatever. What he's saying is if they believe in Sharia, they should be deported. So it's not, it goes beyond the First Amendment. And I'm not saying these people are citizens or not citizens. People make the argument, well, they're not citizens. They're not protected by the Bill of Rights. But those same people often make the argument that rights are given from God and not from the government, that the Bill of Rights acknowledges those God-given rights, but they are God-given rights. So I don't know if you want to draw the distinction of citizenship or not, but in any case, the circumstances are being used to disarm the right by saying, well, you know, this is a real physical problem, whatever. But if you look at what he's really saying, he's saying that their thoughts and their beliefs are are fair game. And once you allow that breach, you're allowing this idea that 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 there are some thoughts that are unthinkable, some beliefs that are un, uh, un you can't have in a so-called democratic society. That's a First Amendment attack to, in my mind. There, then uh, you hear on the left the guys talking about what sounds like gun control, but it's I think that it's not the Second Amendment that these guys are after, but the Fifth Amendment. And and I'll I'll just let you hear this senator from West Virginia tell us what you know. The Fifth Amendment gives you due process. They can't take your liberties, your life, or anything without due process of law. This was a week or so ago after the Orlando attack. Listen to what, or maybe more, but listen to what this this senator is saying. The problem we have, and and really the the firewall that we have right now, is due process. It's all due process. So we can all say, yeah, we want the same thing, but how do we get there? If a person is on a terrorist watch list, like the gentleman, uh, the, the, the shooter in Orlando, he was twice by the uh, FBI. We were, we were uh, briefed yesterday about what happened. But that man was brought in twice. They did everything they could. So the FBI did what they were supposed to do. But there was no way for them to keep him on the next list or keep him off the gun buy list. There was no way to do that. So can't we say that if a person's under suspicion, they should be a five-year period of time that we have to see if good behavior, if this person continues the same traits? Maybe we can come to that type of an agreement. But due process is what's killing us right now. I mean, he's just saying it. He's saying we should put you on a list if you're under suspicion. Of what? Of what? What he's saying is you need to trust the government to decide if you're a suspicious character, and then we can put you on a list for five years and decide if we like your behavior or not. I mean, that's the exact thing you do not want. That is the exact reason you have due process under the Fifth Amendment. That's just what it's there for because you cannot trust the government but they couch it in terms of these terrorists so that you think well we have to sacrifice this what if it's a setup what if they know that this exact problem is the thing that will make you worried make you give up your rights you think they're going to fight it or you think they're going to promote it or let it happen on purpose or whatever you've seen it before they don't want to solve problems like peace and prosperity, poverty, race. They don't want to solve the problems because that's how they get your money and your power because of the fear. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, you could tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to keep ticking off these attacks that are coming, uh, and they're actually directed at the right, in my opinion, the attacks on the Bill of Rights. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 
High today of 91, tomorrow's high 92. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I'm going to tell you uh, about the McDonald's weekend prize pack for today. It's a pair of tickets to see Aussie Pink Floyd. I think that's going to be a great concert. August 21st at Chastain Park Amphitheater, produced by Live Nation, and a $20 McDonald's Arch Card. So get something to eat on the way. 404-741-0750 is the number. First person to call gets that prize pack. And uh, I am going to go to Mike in Duluth. Hi, Mike. You're on with Monica. Yes. Uh, mo- moments ago, you were speaking about the due process and the law and the government deciding, etc. It, it seems to me that there was a parallel analogy years ago in the 50s when the government felt that there were communists in the movie industry using movies uh, as a catalyst to uh, bring in people who may have wanted to be a communist. Uh, and, and the person I'm thinking of is McCarthy, and then Reagan got in it when he was the president of the Screen Actors Guild and so forth. And through all of those years, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the government didn't find anything as best as I can recall uh, as far as any uh, real genuine communist or, or anything that uh, was related to that. Uh, am I off yeah, here? I, I hear what you're saying, and I've always had mixed feelings about McCarthy. I know it sounds crazy, but this is why. they After the Soviet Union fell... They, there was this brief period of time where they let people in. That I guess it was the U.S. or whatever went into their archives. There was a book published called the Venona Papers, which validated much of what McCarthy said about the cleaning lady taking stuff out of the trash and that kind of thing. So I, that was, I think he might have been onto something. However, I also think the whole communist thing was more of a canard because the. Uh, I think there was the defense industry. I know this is crazy, but sounds, but they needed an enemy. So they wanted the Soviet Union to actually be or seem stronger than they otherwise would be, which I think is one of the theories behind why Oppenheimer gave them the bomb. But, uh, but I, I will say that when you take somebody, I, I never thought it was right to say if they were a member of the communist party, they should be blackballed or, I mean, I guess you could expose it. I think maybe freedom of speech would allow you to expose it about other people. But unless, if you have a system, if you have a central state that has a certain mechanism for changing laws and stuff, as long as they're not actually going to break that law. Now, I personally think democracy, I know, I don't just think it, is is limited by the objective rights laid out in the Constitution, so they should never be able to overcome that. But just uh, adhering to a philosophy shouldn't be uh, a crime, shouldn't put you on trial. Interesting. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Charles is next. Hang on. Uh, 404-872-0750. This is Monica Perez. You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. So we're in the last half hour, but I am happy to take any calls about any of the things that happened this week. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK are our numbers. You can also tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. 
Congratulations to William, who won the McDonald's prize pack to see Aussie Pink Floyd. That's going to be great. And uh, just a couple of little things. I am going to have an Ask the Libertarian show August 6th. So if you have questions for me, email me through my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. There's an email tab there. And if you want to come see me, I have two events coming up, not this week, but the week after, July 26th in Buford with the United Tea Party of Georgia at Praise the Lord Barbecue at 7. And Thursday, July 28th at 6.30, Liberty on the Rocks at the Harp Irish Pub in Roswell. So if you want to see the details on that, also you can find that at my website, MonicaPerezShow.com. And uh, I'm going to go to some calls. Charles in Gainesville. Charles, you're on with Monica. Yes, thank you, Monica, for taking the call. Uh, as, mentioned, as mentioning earlier, I am in agreement with Newt Gingrich. Of course, I liked Newt and heard him long before he was even uh, in Congress. But saying that, I understand that the concept is different from the application and being able to put it together. But I think that we have slowly allowed, which I think most people will agree, we have allowed people and situations to come into our country, people into France, they're experiencing it now. They never intended for these people to act or be the way that they are, but they're beginning to see that perhaps being somewhat open at times is not such a good experience. If you're going oh, to I, when you're saying it's unintended, I actually don't agree with that. I think that this is an engineered clash of civilizations that has been going on for decades that the power elite who are have no loyalty to the countries they come from or the backgrounds or anything want to uh, weaken the power of the people and they do that by setting up these culture clashes within countries and I think the welfare state is the number one moral hazard for that because you can have immigration if people have to integrate in order to support themselves then it's very hard to have to maintain an outside culture but when you have a welfare state where they can come in and uh, go on the dole and maintain their own communities I mean it's I think they did it on purpose like that Oh, now, I will tell you, I don't disagree with you, but I am trying to be somewhat positive in my thoughts. But there's a book <laughs> called, called Shattered Consensus by James Pearson. You might want to read sometime. I don't know that. Very I'll look good. into that. I yes, saw a weird thing, though, by Newt. This is a shocking and weird thing. He tweeted something in November of 2015. So All the right. San, San Bernardino attacks were in December. He tweeted in November... Maybe scale of the Paris attack following Russian airline bombing and California terrorist attack will convince our leaders this is real war. Which would make you come perhaps <laughs> to a conclusion that... I, I, it's, it is, it yeah. boggles the mind. I have no idea how that could possibly happen. And I just think even if you take out the weird detail that he's talking about the California terrorist attack in November when it didn't happen till December and that tweet's right. still on his account. Even right. if well, you take I, that I out, yes, even if you take that out, what he's saying is this is real war. We need to go to real war. Whereas if he wants to solve the problem of this clash of civilizations, what you want to do is stop bombing countries that have secular Arab leaders so that they don't have to spread around the world. Well, that's that's kind of a thought that I've had. Why not uh, send them back and leave and leave them alone? Let them do what they want. No, Who no, cares? I, I'm afraid I can't go totally with that. I'm not saying deport everybody. I'm not making a position on that. Well, I'm not. Uh, but make their homelands a place that they want to live and stay. You don't have so to do anything to it. To Just stop here. bombing it. Right. Well, you know, yes, but uh, right now, if we stop the bombing it, 
than the people that are over there that are torturing and, t- and, and killing the people that actually live there. You haven't solved the problem. Here's something, Charles, that I was thinking about. I really, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Just Ev- now or? <laughs> no, over the past week or two. Everybody, when you ask people why we have a right to go over to those countries, you almost always hear they've got people in jail for political reasons. They're torturing them. We have tortured people too, but what's, what do you not like about those people doing it? I'll tell you. It's the lack of due process, right? They put people in jail without trials, without uh, evaluate. You know, they they can easily put them in jail for political purposes. Isn't that really the problem? Well, that is true, but they have no mechanism by which to have due process. Yes, and here's what I'm... This is the thing that's happening now, which is making me crazy. We have people like Manchin, whatever his name is... um, in uh, the West Virginia Democratic Senator saying that due process is the problem. We need to be able to put people on lists without due process so we can fight the war on terror. And what I'm saying is the reason we justify bombing these countries, there's only one reason. They don't have these rights, and we're willing to give up the rights so that we can fight this thing that we've only created because we supposedly are champions of due process in Syria. It's, it's a circular thing. It's too crazy. It's too crazy. Well, so what you're, are you indicating then by your conversation that all the lists that we have now for people not to buy guns and stuff, that's an invasion of their rights, and so we should just let anybody buy guns and be done with it? I am not a... a you could spend a lot of time trying to topic. recommend <laughs> policies... Sorry. No, sorry. Listen, you can... I am not... I always recommend, I have a rule about policy recommendations. I am going to start by recommending policies stop that are immoral, that cost us money, that cost us bloodshed. I'm not going to give you a policy fix on the back end. I'm going to start at the policy. We don't have a clean slate. Let's clean it a little bit and then see if we still have the problem. And I think that would solve terrorism problem, solve the immigration problem. I think that that to suggest policy fixes that accommodate these immoral and counterproductive policies that are in place is a mistake. You know what I'm well, saying? We've got to stop. What do you do with a leader like in Uganda some number of years ago? That his, his pleasure was just to go pill, kill people because that's how he wanted to stay in power. Well, the, his people would be welcome. We have a refugee program for legitimate... But we don't have room, Monica, for everybody to no, come that are in countries like that's that. true. And I'll tell you, Charles, that if why why the presumption is that all seven billion people in the world would want to come to the U.S. and I I'm don't, and, I know I'm just saying like you could no, actually no, no, think that like that's not even far fetched. I'm just saying why the reason is their countries are screwed up, and what's a great way to make their countries less screwed up by not screwing them, doing everything we can to not screw them up by not get, don't give them foreign aid. Don't, don't encourage capital controls. Don't use the IMF or the World Bank or any of these world government institutions to manipulate their economies, to favor warlords and cronies over the little guy. Just stop all the things that we do, all these screwed up trade agreements that are really not free trade, they're manipulated trade. I'm well, telling I, you, I, now, you know? I, I, I do agree with and I've always been a proponent, you can ask my family, I've always been a proponent for years that instead of giving these people money, 
these people that need good health conditions. We just need to go over and drill wells, build sewer systems for these folks so that they can be healthy. But I'm saying we don't even need to do that. That we that actually all of our policies that aim to manipulate other countries, other governments, other people to oh. open up their borders to our transnational corporations. If we stopped trying to manipulate other countries, their t- technology is progressing so fast. We've actually gone in and created civil war conflicts. I think JFK was onto that. That we were actually causing the problems so that we could go in and present solutions. I, I really believe in the power of liberty and justice, and that mostly what that means is minding your own business. Right. I do agree that we need to withdraw most of our foreign aid from most countries that we, we help. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you, they do, they dislike us. There's a correlation between foreign aid and America's uh, people liking America in the world. It's really, it, it does not benefit the little guy. So, that's the thing. I just always, I emphasize, always try to look at w- what policies our government is doing, probably against our will. They're manipulating for to get our consent. What are they doing? And just tell them to stop, and we will have, we'll have more justice, more liberty, more prosperity, more peace. That's really what I think. So obviously, <laughs> what I really think. Thank you, Charles. I'm going to Ricky Indicator. Hi, Ricky. You're on with Monica. Ricky, you're on with Monica. Can you hear me, babe? That's okay. I can move on. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on hold, Ricky, in case you just can't hear me. And um, I did get a call earlier. I lost the call because uh, I guess I had him on hold too long. Oh, but first, I wanted to I, I wanted to make a proposal. I think this is a good idea. This, I was talking about due process. I was talking about uh, eroding our rights. And I would say, there's something I realized. They had this RoboCop, uh, a, a, rob- a robot blow up a grenade to kill the Dallas shooter. That's the official story. I wasn't there. I don't know. But let's just say that's really what happened. They they sent that in there, and everyone agrees this guy was shooting cops. And obviously, he's a guy who he was whole up, he had weapons, he was still shooting, he was still saying belligerent things. That there is no question in a deadly situation, deadly force is allowed. So they send in a Robocop to blow up a grenade. That's weird. Is it unjustifiable? Not really. That guy had really at that point no right to life. He was a continuing threat. So why does it matter that that's what they did? I believe it's it matters because we are being prepared to accept this automated killing, maybe a drone, whatever. We're just getting programmed to accept it and and there's a problem with all of this when it comes to the whole due process question. I'm not saying this guy gets due process. He had, if those people were witnessing him killing people and they did that to save their lives, then he did not deserve due process. But what would it be like if every single solitary killing, every murder, every cop who was shot, every one shot by a cop, every homicide were investigated to the end? So that 
Osama bin Laden and Lee Harvey Oswald and Micah X and everybody alive or dead had to have a trial. Couldn't even plea bargain. I mean, I, I don't need that. If you're alive, you can plea bargain. But what if we had to have, I, I, but I don't even like the plea bargain because Tommy Chong went to jail for a crime he wasn't even accused of because that they did not think he did because he agreed to get his son and wife out of jail by going to jail for them. I mean, that's a plea bargain that should be illegal. But I'm just saying, what if everybody had that? If you had to have a trial, then you would find where the money came from, who was behind it, who the accomplices were. And you would never, ever get away with pinning something on a patsy or uh, uh, a homicide under, or a murder under guise of uh, of whatever this um, self-defense issue. I'm just saying we are moving away from strict need for due process. And I think we should have it and we have the money to do it. It's arguably the only legitimate function of government is, is crime and defense. So, but I got a couple of calls. I'm going to get to, Oh, good. We've got Ricky back. I'll get to him after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on news 95, five at AM 750 WSB. 20% chance of thunderstorms Monday, high of 93 forecast for the beginning of the work week, but that could change. So stay tuned to Weekend Weather brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I have time for one more call. I quickly, before I get to you, Ricky, I had never answered Ed's question about, he had called and I lost him saying that there's no evidence for what I say about Bernie. And that is true. I just wanted to point out, I had like a long list of things of why I thought Bernie was in the tank for Hillary. But the two big things for me is that the, maybe he wasn't even in on it, but the fact that the media gave him unprecedented attention, same thing as Trump from the beginning, when you could see their previous runs as well as Ron Paul's run were uh, totally ignored by the press and didn't get anywhere because of that. Plus, the proof is in the pudding. Exactly what I, and apparently that tweet from Scott Horton I read earlier was from a long time ago saying he's just, uh, he's going to endorse Hillary, he's not going to win, and that's what's going to happen. So the proof is in the pudding, I think. Let me not take any more of Ricky's time. Ricky, you have the last word. You are on, yes. Monica. Happy Saturday to you, Monica. Thank you, um, Ricky. How did you feel about uh, Obama's memorial eulogy speech at the funeral for those five slain cops that were killed in Dallas last week. Did you think it was an actual genuine speech, speech or did you turn into a, yet another one of the everyday stereotypical political speeches and lectures about gun control and racism? I'll tell you. you. It's Reggie, not Ricky, right? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Reggie. It said Ricky, but we've yeah. talked before. I recognize your voice. Yeah. Uh, I know this is, I should never admit this, and it probably a more, um, <laughs> uh, a more produce, production-oriented host wouldn't even take a call like this, but yeah. I didn't listen to it. I, there were so many things going on that mm-hmm. I missed the speech, but I'll tell you, I never, ever think that what he says or anybody else in a position like him, I did hear part of the bush speech i'll tell you i clicked on that one because he looked terrible and i just for some reason was like what is wrong with this guy but he had a really nice speech and i and i I don't think that they write their own speeches at all no no i think that it's a hundred that it's those things are agenda driven those people are in uh they're there to say stuff that the people who put them there want them to say don't you think so reggie 
Yeah, I think they'd be. I think they all read teleprompters, don't you? Yes, I do, and I don't think they're the ones who are writing what's on it. Thanks for the call, Reggie. I'm sorry I'm out of time. Uh, I do continue this conversation on Facebook, on Twitter, at Monica Perez Show. I'll see, I can see you in person, uh, not this week, but the week after. And I'm going to talk about the Republican National Convention on Saturday, but listen to it on WSB all week long. So talk to you next Saturday, 3 to 6. This is Monica Perez.